Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Seacoast Community Church podcast, where I take a book each month and kind of review it and draw some things for you to think about. And this month, we've been covering the book, Sing, How Worship Transforms Your Life, Family, and Church by Keith and Kristen Getty. And today is the last episode for for this book for this month. And yes, and so next uh, next week, we will be getting a whole new book, which I am definitely excited for. But uh, let's focus on Sing uh, by Keith and Kristen Getty. And uh, the, the scriptures, uh, I believe is actually Colossians and Ephesians, uh, tells us to be filled with the Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in our hearts. We see in the book of Acts, the very first church uh, that they devoted themselves to the, the apostles teaching, the breaking of bread, the prayers, and that they met together regularly and were praising God together. And so we see from the very first church that it was a practice among the church uh, to praise the Lord. Uh, and that would, and I would think that would certainly includes uh, singing to the Lord. And uh, we have this command in the New Testament, in Ephesians, and in Colossians, that the that we together are called to singing to sing songs to one another. And so, did you realize that when we sing together on Sunday mornings, we're not just singing to the Lord, but we are singing to one another. And so, I want you to keep that in mind when we do sing. And I have. Uh, there's a friend of mine uh, who, uh, who, when uh, who is when he's at church and they're singing together, he not only, uh, not only does he close his eyes and worship, not only is he looking at the lyrics, but he also looks around the room as well and looks at other people, <laughs> which might be, uh, which you might find awkward, you know, to be locking eyes with a guy who is looking at you as he's singing and as you're singing. Uh, but the reason he did that was because he. Because he understood that singing is not only singing to the Lord, but it's also singing to others as well. Like you are singing this song to your brother and sister in Christ as a means of encouragement, as a means of exhortation, and as a as a means of uh, affirming together uh, the the truths that are contained in this song. And today, uh, the the corporateness of 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 Christianity. Is uh, has uh, have been kind of on a, is is losing its uh, its togetherness, or well, it's the the corporateness is kind of being lost uh, over time to where uh, Christianity becomes uh, much more of an individualistic thing uh, that is more about me than about others. Uh, but that's definitely not the case. And when it comes to singing to the Lord, that is something that we do with other brothers and sisters as well. It's not something that we do alone. Uh, yes, we can do it alone uh, if we're, I don't know, cooking or driving somewhere. Yes, worship the Lord, but uh, but don't let that uh, be an excuse to not sing uh, with brothers and sisters on a weekly basis. Uh, the corporate gathering is uh, it, it's called a church. It's an assembly of the saints, and and so that's it. so the the corporateness the the. Uh, the other centeredness is kind of is incorporated in the very word uh, that we, uh, the very word that we uh, identify ourselves as, and that is uh, the church. So, 
And not only that, but uh, singing uh, to the Lord is an incredible witness uh, that uh, that says something to the rest of the world, that this is the God that we worship. This is the God that we delight in, and we are coming together in his name, and uh, we are affirming these truths that we are singing to him and to one another this morning. And uh, I remember going to uh, a, a conference in Washington, D.C. at Capitol Hill Baptist Church, and I, man, and the, the singing was so loud. Uh, in fact, I remember that I, I think I was, I was running late, and the service had already started, and, but, it, but you could hear the voices outside of, out of, outside of the building. I mean, it was incredible, and, and this is, it, there isn't like all this yard or this space in between these buildings and in between these houses. I mean, this is a church surrounded by all, by all these other houses. And and so uh, surely, surely the the neighbors could hear all the singing and that is that is powerful. You know, and so I I I, I am appreciative of this extended period of time that we've had as a church where all we had was uh, was a worship leader and uh, and, and that's it uh, on, on a guitar and that's it not that I don't value uh, having other singers and other musicians up on the stage to lead us in a time of worship and slowly we are getting into that direction but I really valued those uh, those those Sunday mornings when it was just the worship leader and the rest of the church uh, singing because it really uh, I think it helped us uh, to uh, to sing better, to sing louder, to help us. It helps us to, I think, to realize that as as wonderful as it is to have several musicians, perhaps on there on Sunday mornings on the stage, that what makes the what makes the worship through song uh, glorious is the voices coming together in unison to worship the Lord. Uh, that we don't need all this other stuff to worship him. All we just need is our voice, and that's it. And and so I really appreciated that. I value that, and I, I think it. I think it's prepared us as a church uh, to sing better and even louder uh, than uh, you know. As we continue to have, as we continue to add more musicians uh, on stage and and more singers, and. <clears throat> So this is, yeah. So this is, uh, so singing is 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 a wonderful means uh, of worshiping the Lord. And how much more glorious it is when we are gathered with a group of believers, uh, uniting our voices, singing the same songs unto the Lord. And so, as you've been listening to these episodes, I hope that you will think about singing a little bit differently. Maybe you've learned some things that you didn't know before. Hopefully, it'll change the way that maybe perhaps you you sing on Sunday mornings. Uh, maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll look around the room at others <laughs> too, <laughs> uh, as a you know at, as you remember that uh, we are also singing to one another, and uh, maybe we can get to a place where we 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 all do that. And I don't know if you've ever taken the time just to pause, be sitting silent, and listen. 
you know, it's, it's, it is absolutely wonderful uh, just to hear all the voices singing to the Lord. So I hope that you have uh, found uh, this helpful. And for next, uh, for next month, we will be covering uh, Edwards. Uh, this is Jonathan Edwards on the Christian Life by Dane Ortland. Uh, this is this is going to be rich. Uh, if if uh, Jonathan Edwards is the probably the the most well known, the most most prominent uh, theologian that America has ever produced, and this man is a godly man. He has written extensively. Uh, has preached powerful sermons and has thought well about the Christian life. And I am just so eager to get into this book and learn some things along with you uh, about what Edwards thinks with regards to the the Christian life. And so uh, to look forward to that, uh, maybe even consider uh, picking up the book, uh, if you like, and reading it along with me. And so because, again, I'm only going to pick up uh, some things uh, from the book just for the sake of time. Uh, but anyways, it should be rich, should be encouraging. So we'll leave it here and I will catch you next week where we will begin uh, covering the book titled Edwards on the Christian Life by Dane Ortland. See you then.